Welcome back to Season 3 of Multiclass Theater, now with 50% more class. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But if two seasons of it haven't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Our five-some leapt into action against the Dead Guard to save Hans Dieter, the innkeeper, from paying for their boisterousness. But they quickly found themselves outmatched. Just when it seemed like even Mist wouldn't be able to escape this encounter, a legion of witches led by our guest star, I mean, led by Anka, daughter of the Witch Queen, descended on the Dead Guard and saved their collective bacon. Or ham, since that's kind of our thing. Anka escorted our heroes into the woods to the village of High Moon. Oh, and apparently Windley and Gruber are an item? And she has a raccoon companion too? And yet things can always get weirder on Multiclass Theater. After a few minutes have passed, the doors to the house open. Anka is standing there, and she gestures the group of you inside. You enter the witch's house, and it's less a house and more of a ceremonial chamber. In the center is a crackling fire. The smoke rises skyward and then out through a hole in the roof. The walls are unadorned. The floor is made of woven reeds. There are a few jars, and it looks like various alchemical components along some of the walls. You also see a few blades, possibly ritualistic daggers, hanging on a rack on the left-hand wall. On the opposite side of the fire stands a tall woman with olive skin raven black hair and emerald green eyes. She looks to be only a few years older than Anka. As you stare at her and as she stares at you, you can feel her bearing and the wisdom of thousands of years gazing back at you. The witch queen is an ancient. She gestures you forward and then gestures towards the ground and says please have a seat I am relieved that you are safe Anka dear would you offer our guests some tea of course mother and Anka busies herself getting tea ready I would uh, love to say um, on behalf of uh, the group how um, honored we are to be here in front of you, um, we can tell you're a very important person, uh, just by how you look and everything. And, and I've been chopping at the bit since I heard of you um, to get here. Uh, we, we all have. We've been very, very excited um, in hoping to um, vanquish this um, lord. That we've heard so much about. What do you know of the Lord? Uh, nothing. We know absolutely nothing at all. 
Um, we just heard that he's toxic and not doing good <laughs> for um, the surrounding area. And we don't like that. We don't like that sort of attitude at all. Um, and we've also heard that you have a rather large disdain. So we were hoping to help. Isn't that right, everyone? I don't want to speak for anyone. Well, yes, it seems it seems that he's he seems to be a bit of a tyrant. I mean, we, we've only just arrived, and already we've been met with much hostility, and I don't see what we've ever done to him to earn such hostility, so... Major evil vibes. I believe he's also a misogynistic creep, if I remember right from the play I saw of him. In, in which case, we did burn down his uh, clubhouse back in Nightfall, which might explain some of the hostility... Although, considering how hard it seems to be to get to this island, I don't know that he would have actually found out about that. Or, I'm completely conflating things and I'm just gonna... I don't think it was his clubhouse. I think that was the um, the Brotherhood who just idolized him. Oh, that makes it worse, somehow. <laughs> we didn't burn down your house, we just burnt down your fan club's house. <laughs> Perhaps I should begin at the beginning. My name is Roxiel Darkfeather. The Lord is my husband. Oh. That was you with the play? Oh, Called it. you must be making some hot tea, Anka. <laughs> and around that time, Anka brings it around. It is indeed quite hot. Maybe even piping. <laughs> the Lord, or whatever it is he calls himself... What is the best way to put this? Uh, ah, a massive dick. <laughs> that, that is... That yeah, does that's track a, with that what is, I've That's how now. I would have... Yeah, that's, I may have even used those words myself. I like I, I like her. I'm glad we're here. This is yes, this is the right place I. to be. Yes. Wait, was this it Roxelia? This has good energy. Roxiel is my name. Roxiel. But that was not your name before, as I recall. That has always been my name. Though I claim the surname Darkfeather when I arrived here. My original name was Roxil Anrath. Uh, uh, excuse me? What? You are Tyrion, and so you know the name. I know the name very well. What? Okay, tell me more. What's going on? Are you the matriarch? It is a long story. I was not the first matriarch. When Phineas Roth arrived on this land 300 years ago and began his eastward expansion, the Council of Elders feared he may attack Tyr. To avoid Vor, an arrangement was made. His son would marry into one of the Tyr nobles, and so I was wed to his son, Edgar. As you probably already know, Edgar lost his mind, named himself Lord Starge, and eventually condemned me here. It's complicated. Family, is that right? Yes. Wait, so the original king of Roth married an ancient? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a, a Tyrion? His son. His son, okay, okay. But still, I did not realize there was that much um, interaction between these two civilizations. Just the one. I do not know what became of my story since my banishment, but I know he told a great many lies about me and his followers. I believe they said you went crazy. That was him. He is insane. Um, 
could could I uh, inquire? Um, was there a sort of inciting incident into um, his going off the rocker? Edgar has always craved power and always been envious of my long life. When it became clear he could no longer extend his life in wrath, he and his sycophantic wizard theorized they could do so here by perverting the shard which shrouds this isle. The shard, you say? Yes. So that's why he's still here after 300 years? He cannot leave. He believed he would be able to, but he was wrong. I see. I have not seen him in some time, as he wants me dead, and I wish the same for him. All I know is that he terrorizes the people of this island, and he must be stopped. So essentially, he really isn't a massive dick, he's just a micro one, from all the actions he's been causing. I think it's more, is massive, has micro? Oh, yes. Yes, no, that's correct. Thank you for correcting me. You're right. You're right. So the shard, perhaps I'm confused. That usually is the case. Is the shard in a certain place? Is it a certain thing? Does he live in it? What is it? The shard is a stone from the heart of Tyr. It sits in a castle high in the mountains in the center of this isle. He has renamed the castle. Castle Starch, as he is an unoriginal asshole. No, very much not creative. No, I once tried to get him to take a creative writing class, and he just wrote, <laughs> I am great, over and over and over. <laughs> Ugh, of course. So to the best of your knowledge, he is still actually alive. To the best of my knowledge, he exists still. And his wizard friend as well. I do not know, but if Lord Starge has found some way to cheat death, then I imagine Anlin has as well. Well, has he linked his soul to the shard? I do not know. I do not know if such a thing is possible. This shard that he has, it is, it, is it maybe your yay big and looks like this? And she kind of describes the, the shard <laughs> that they've been carrying around. Yes, we know all about shards. No, it is round, about the size of a melon. It rests in a basin high atop the castle walls. Hmm. Is it charged? I was just going to say, uh, we we all recall our dream, uh, which we were all individually asked to charge the shard. Not all of us. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) I forgot. Triggered. This is now a bit of an awkward moment. <laughs> the tea is very good, thank you. Yes, and ever, ever, ever steaming hot. Do be careful not to spill. I do like it hot. <laughs> Desmond spills the tea. <laughs> oh, Daisy. Uh, Anka hands him a mop. Very sorry. Oh, dear. So, Roxiel. Um, do you know, since, you know, Desi pointed out that uh, all of us except one, of course, was told to charge the shard, um, do you, um, do you know how it's charged? Is it, is it on top of the mountain and it can't be charged by the sun because there's no sunlight here? So, do you know how it would be charged? 
The shrouded shard was charged by the heart of Tyr itself. Is, is that how you charge shards? Is you go to Tyr and... Oh my god, we were just there. Should we have left it on the door longer? Well, I don't... Wait, you have a shard? Oh, I, I've said too much. You have not said enough. You have a shard of Tyr. I mean, I suppose there's that method. Was that in character, Silway, or was that out of character? This, this dagger is fascinating. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay, you know Desmond's spilling didn't. tea, Silway's <laughs> spilling tea. Am I using that phrase, spilling tea, right? Is that uh, the metaphor we're going for? Yes, Please just are. stop spilling it, it on the floor. Good job, clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, very sorry. Uh, clumsy of me. Did you spill it again? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, thank you. Spills it again. No, no, no. Okay. Desmond's hand. God, I love the text for like, This guy needs to leave. And that, more than anything, led to his drinking problem. <laughs> he doesn't like awkward moments. That's his thing. Like, he just he can't handle it. He dumps tea in his eye. Uh, look, oh, all right, fine. God. We are all friends here, so yes, we are in possession of a shard of tear. Of course you do. That makes sense. Why does that make sense? Because you are touched. I did what now? You are all touched. No one said anything about touching. I don't feel comfortable with that term. I don't like being touched. I don't know. I admit we're kind of eccentric, and Rotan is sweet, but like... I mean, we don't even like to hug here. We don't, we don't do anything. Oh, you do not understand. Perhaps my Rothian is not so good. It's a weird language, isn't it? Is that what I've been speaking this whole time? All of you have forged bonds with extraplanar beings. No? That, is well, I don't know. Extraplanar what now? Planner? Well, Silway doesn't believe they exist. Oh, that explains your dream. Whether they be fey or fiend or celestial... I... what? Uh, yes, that sounds I, right, I, I believe. I mean, yes, I worship Taimora. You Wait, let's back up. You mentioned a fiend. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he is an integral part of the story. <laughs> I do not know who or what has touched you. I only know that you all bear the mark. Yes, we bear a tingle in our bones. And you? She looks at you, Silway. What? what? You have been touched by blood. Within you, you carry the blood of the first people. But that's just that's just a tyrant thing, though. So what? What do you mean by, by blood then? I speak of a prophecy, of a vision I have received, of the breaker, and detached. Breaking, I can do. No. No. You are not the Breaker. Oh. Another is the Breaker, and he has come as well. That would be Endu, right? Have you not heard about Endu? I did not know he was here. Well, we haven't quite seen him yet, but we have every reason to believe he is here. Oh, Endu, you stupid bastard. (laughs) You should have learned this lesson from your brother. There is so much backstory here, it's really hard to keep track. But I'm trying. Uh, and Winley spills her tea. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's so much going on. And could I have a rag or a napkin, please? 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have a spell for this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Suddenly remembers that he's a magical cat. <laughs> yes. Prestidigitation. Oh. Hey. This just kind of waves his hand over the spot and deals with that. And then remembering that he could do that for Desmond, too, also does. <laughs> Sorry, I get wrapped up in a good story. And... No, it's all right. It's all right. Thank you, friend. Thank you very much. So, do you know um, Endu? You, you you know him personally, it sounds like? I did. He is my cousin. Oh. But I have not seen him for many, many years. This is a story for another day. You are here. The Breaker is here. We perch on the precipice of Starge's doom. I, th I think we can all agree that Lord Starge needs to be deposed, but our, our larger concern here is there are seals guarding the heart of Tyr, and those are what we are really here to protect. I don't want to lose sight of that. I should think Indu came here with purpose. Are there any other ancients on this island? No. Then, then... you are in immediate danger. Yep. Uh, beat me to it. I am always in danger. No, this is... We're talking sacrifice and defiling your corpse kind of danger. Hindu would do this? Uh, yep. Yep. He's, uh, two for two. <laughs> I should like to see him try. I would like to see that, too. That sounds like a fascinating... No, we want... no, we're here to protect that. <laughs> no, we're, we're here... We're... Stop! Yeah, we're, we're, we're here expressly <laughs> to stop him from trying. Because... Sorry, I just like a good fight. I mean, if we were there to see him try, then we could kill him. And we wouldn't have to go looking for him. Honestly, I think she has the best bet of all of us of beating him. Do you suppose he's after after this this shot, like, like we like we are as well? That is a very strong possibility. Well, then we must. Um... I do not know why else he would come. But but we are the only ones who can charge the shard, as we know. Right? Is that true? What does that even mean, charge the shard? We, we don't know. I should think that's self-explanatory. If you have a shard of tear, you should charge it. Which we can only do at the heart of tear, you just said. No. No? One shard may charge another. Oh. So we drain whatever oh. power is left in it and... Exactly. And then once it's charged, then what does it do? Me be the master. No. My hope is that charging the shard will set us free. Mm. Everywhere on this island? Yes. The mists would vanish, and we would be free because to Because the leave. shard that's here is no longer charged if it charges ours instead? Yes. The mists would vanish, oh. and we would be free to leave. Well, so we'd be in situation then. So I suppose one of our... Uh, well, our priority is not only to keep our shard safe... But make sure no one else knows we have it. Silly. What? That's not, she, she seems trustworthy. <laughs> no, she's actually the one that was trying to keep it. You're the one that told her. Right. Yeah, it is definitely this thing. Yeah. No. That is correct. Well, this isn't the blame. We can all go back and listen to the recording. But if it so was a blame game, <laughs> it would totally be blamed on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Blame the cat. The cat always... Thank the gods I'm not a dog. Roxiel, what what would you say um, should be the next thing that we do? Three times we have attempted to unseat the Lord. Three times we have failed. In the last war, we enlisted the help of the Eerie. 
But our combined might failed. But I believe that where we have failed, you will succeed. Have you tried the front door? To do such a thing would be to court your own demise. Ah. Yeah, we've been trying to convince him that, of that for a couple seasons now. Who are the eerie? In the mountains to the southwest dwell the only other independent people on the isle, the Erekokra. Miss pupils dilate massively. <laughs> they have been here a very, very long time. They were the original inhabitants of this island. When the Tyrans came and saw the potential of this island as a prison, they drove them up into the mountains. Lord Starge and his armies have never been able to purge them from their peaks. They are strong and powerful allies, but they do not... they do not trust us. And why would that be? Birds. The last four herald the death of their king, for which they blame us. Ah. Do you think it would be possible to sneak into the castle somehow? If we had a small enough group, um, go and find it without... Alerting many people, or do you think that we need to have allies? It is possible that it would be too easy for the Lord to call reinforcements from the Iron Citadel. If the Citadel was under siege by a combined force from the Eerie and High Moon, then a small group could sneak in and catch him out of airs. So we use them as a, a, a diversion, is what you're suggesting? Yes. I am all for this plan. Let's sneak somewhere. Sorry, I feel like, ah, uh, I keep on learning about groups on this island. So, uh, maybe, maybe we could take a step back and, and do, do the numbers, as they say. Uh, so, uh, what is this Iron Citadel? And, uh, uh, what, what forces can Lord Starge bring to bear? And what are the defenses on his tower? Let's start there. You have encountered the Death Guard, no? Yes. Lovely folk. Fall smashing. Yes, they greeted us when we first came to town. Yeah, they fell pretty easily. In small numbers, yes, they are feeble. But their forces are relentless and overwhelming. They reside in the Iron Citadel, as does their Lord Commander Eckert. I believe you have met. Did we dispatch him, or... Well, okay, let me be honest here. Did Anka dispatch them, or... (laughs) (laughs) Anka, how many times have you killed Lord Eckhart? Uh, it has to be at least half a dozen. Ah. The dead guard are bound to this shard and this island. As long as it survives, so do they. Ah, so we kill the shard, we kill the death guard. Yes, strike at the shard and free their souls to take them wherever it is souls belong. Could they be redirected to another shard? In the interim? It would require very strong chaos and necromantic magic. I would not experiment with such things. Sounds exciting. <laughs> if only we had a necromancer in this party. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you had your chance. If, if only we had a chaotic <laughs> necromancer in the group. God damn it. <laughs> Nista, you getting ideas about commanding an undead army? Well, more, more of at least... Uh, temporarily redirecting the army. So, commanding an undead army, temporarily. Yeah. That sort of power is never temporary. You always get addicted. Mm. Well, if, if that happens, we can always kill him. Wait. 
this is like, this is not this is not a direction we're going in a good way. That was an outside <laughs> thought that I believe was meant to be an inside thought. I have problems with that sometimes. I do. <laughs> Listen to Anka. She is very wise. No one there are these men. You do not understand. To entertain such an idea, you would have to charge your own shard, and to do that, you would have to defeat the Lord. By this time, the armies would have disappeared. And uh, how big is this army? I do not believe we have seen its full might. And are they, uh, they sort of dispersed all over the island, or are they mostly hang out at the Citadel? That is their fortress. They patrol the northern reaches of the isle. The southern half, beyond the mountains, is a wasteland. Interesting. And size of a typical patrol? Anka could better answer your question. It depends on the area in which they are patrolling, but if it is an important spot, it could be up to ten. I see. What purpose does Lord Starge have in, in keeping other humans on this island? Lord Starge does not keep them bound. The Shard does. This isle was a prison long before his arrival. It was an asylum for those who were unbalanced and could not control their magic. The Shard would act as a dampener. A a dampener? Because I I was warned that it might be an amplifier. No Tyrion truly understands this place. None have escaped the mists. Wow. So Doll was wrong about something for once. Silway has a big grin on her face. <laughs> really gonna rub that in if we ever meet again. <laughs> and then uh, I have another question. What do you think Endu and Stalch's uh, interaction would be vis-a-vis if they were to meet? It would be the match of two alpha males locking horns. So they are... You think they are working at cross-purposes here, perhaps? Perhaps. If Indu desires the shard, he will have to take it from Starge by force. Ah. I'm not sure Indu wants the the shard, to be honest. What else could he want? Because he wants (laughs) a place of power where he can sacrifice an ancient and break the third seal over the heart of Teeter. Sacrifice an ancient? Yes. Oh, yes. Did we not mention that? Yes, I'm that's certain that's I why mentioned we must, that. Yes, that's why we said that your protection is up, of the utmost importance. He is not there to show his face here. Yes, but he could. Between myself and my daughters, I do not fear Indu. These are all your daughters, you said? They are my daughters, yes. Literal daughters and granddaughters and grand-granddaughters? Mm, no. Okay, then I'm confused. It's more of a figure of speech, I think. But then, but then where did you all come from, if not... Human reproduction. That is a good question. Anka, tell them where you came from. I would, as soon as I pull up that file. <laughs> Anka's got her iPhone out, scrolling through it. Hold on. Yeah, I should have pulled it up earlier, I'm sorry. Hold on, backstory, backstory, backstory. Well, when two witches love each other very much. That is indeed how it works, yes. I was born here, and... As a baby, I was left for dead at the foot of the large statue in Kent. And I was rescued by my sisters and raised here by Raxiel. So yes, she is my mother in all the ways that matter. So everyone here uh, are people that have been rescued or, or found their way to the island somehow? Or? Rescued, salvaged, adopted. Mostly rescued from the wilderness. 
Do you only rescue women? Only girls are given up to the violets. What is that? Uh, misogyny? <laughs> Inherent sexism of the Isle. Yes. Didn't they mention that Lord Stark is a misogynistic asshole? Expecting some like some crazy lore, you know, like oh, you're firstborn. Uh, they're no, just they're... assholes. The villagers in Kent prize male children. This does not have to do with sex or gender, but resources are finite on this island. There is no sun. It is difficult to grow food. There are few waters to fish. They see it as a form of population control. Not that you need additional motivation, but lifting the mists will end this practice. I have, uh, another question. Yes? You do realize that raccoons are evil, right? I, this is out of character, I'm <laughs> going to die. <laughs> Just give me a... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Winley turns to Anka. Um... My friend Roton has a very, very odd hatred for raccoons. They're very trash demons. They are not trash demons or trash pandas, even though your memes will tell you that. Did you not see the wonderful little bushy raccoon that went to go see if Gruber was okay? You're going to tell me that... That he's some demonic creature. Seems, seems about right. I mean, or he was mind-controlled. Now you have insulted <laughs> the raccoon. You must apologize. He has helped you. Yes. I, I heard a rumor that you had some sort of magical ability, and maybe you could possibly help people learn their own? You want to learn magic. I, I need a teacher. I can't find a teacher. She needs to not turn into a potted plant the next time she tries to cast a spell. That, exactly that. Right there. Yeah, or stab people. No, the stabbing works for me. That I want to keep. Or blow us up. Or, well, I think that was more the fungus monster. Perhaps my daughter would be willing to work with you. She has helped a great many of her sisters. Really? Anka, really? Of course, on one condition. Your friend has to apologize to my raccoon. I've been waiting for this for years. And it cannot be one of those, <laughs> those terrible apologies where it's, I'm sorry if your feelings got hurt. You need to actually apologize. <laughs> Rotan? Yes? If you want me to not be a potted plant, you will apologize, Stetrakun. Anka, you, you have to understand, asking Rotan to apologize, but to, to mean it to his very core when it doesn't line up with his morals, is the worst thing you could do to him. It's the best day of my life. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked. Well, Silway, I am very sorry I hurt your feelings. You raccoon. You. <laughs> I can tell how difficult that was based on how constipated you look. <laughs> I do not know what that means. <laughs> I am very regular. <laughs> Lots of fiber. Do you have any other questions of me? No. <laughs> Sorry, mother. Yes, I have some relevant questions. <laughs> this was very relevant. So what is the layout of this tower? We will discuss strategy when the time is right. Ah, very good. First, we need the eerie on our side. So the first priority is we have to go 
to the birds and convince them that we don't want to eat them. That's not the right word. Uh, yes, perhaps. <laughs> anybody help me out, please. That we don't Deep mean fry. any ill no. will. <laughs> right. You're getting closer. It's... Season them. for No, we got to butter them up. No, um, we want now, hold to... Hold on. I would never consider... Like, I would never eat a raccoon. Like, why Why you? Why do you want to eat these bird people? The bird people can be quite bigger than you as well. That's just part of the challenge. Oh, of course. <laughs> How exactly should we uh, pitch this to the Eerie? Everyone will be free, or they'll have more power? That is for you to decide. Oh, that'll be good, yes. We're so oh, good at diplomacy why? in this group. No, tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have told you, they do not trust us. And you think they're going to trust a cat, a raccoon hater, and three other people they don't know? Oh, for a moment there I thought you lumped me in with the raccoon hating witch. Anka, you will accompany them. Do you think they would accept it? They do not trust us. Oh, please, Anka, please accompany us. I do not know, but you speak with my voice. And they know this. But who would be here to defend you if this Endu shows up? Your sisters. But we can discuss this later. Alone. Very well. I need to teach this one magic anyway. How, how long does that take, by the way? It will take as long as it takes. I hate that answer so much. Ten years <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly dependent upon you and your determination and your skill. Determination and skill I can do. That is all I ask. Now, you will leave me. Go. The house has been prepared. Uh, rest. Learn. Discuss your plans. We will talk again. Soon. Hey everyone, this is episode 10 of season 3. We hope you are enjoying it. Uh, if you are enjoying it, we would love to know that. Uh, please leave us a review at uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and they also allow you to leave reviews. Um, in addition to giving us the warm fuzzies to know that you're out there, they also help us find new listeners, helps new people find our podcast, and so that you can share your love of our show with others. Uh, there's, there's plenty of recording to go around, uh, no... No need to hoard it all for yourself. Uh, we'll still keep making the same quality, air quotes, podcast, no matter how many people are listening to us. So you can also tweet at us, at uh, MCTPod, and uh, we'd love to hear from you there as well. So I just, you know, I really wanted to say along those lines, I, I really wanted to send out a special thank you to our Discord community. It's kind of become a special little place, and if you're not a part of it, please uh, reach out to us. You know, you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and we will happily send you the link. But it's become a, a, a neat little community where we just talk about anything and everything. It's not even necessarily about the show. It's about art. It's about science. It's about television shows, books. Like, it's just, it, it kind of really warms my heart to pop in there and to just see people connecting and talking um, and not even, you know, just with one another. So I just wanted to thank everybody who's a part of that community and who's joined 
and who kind of makes it the sort of great place it is. Indeed, I, I know I, I expressed the same sort of thing last uh, last time, but but really, it's it's you guys are making it a great place to be, and we'd love to see the community grow. Absolutely, I agree as well. I think it's going to go downhill real fast if that channel just for raccoon memes gets created, though. Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> Strong words, man. I mean, what what more is there to say? <laughs> All right, Adam, you're taking my sparkle for granted, and I'm not appreciating it. <laughs> you're what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Granite sparkles, doesn't it? See, you totally missed. You were. Are you, you totally serious? missed the geology pun. What oh my the god! Frick? Wow. Even I got that one. Oh, I'm upset. Do you know I, I curated that last night? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if 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 I got it, it couldn't have. I mean, it if if it brought Diana pleasure, it it must have been a very good pun. I mean, I got it. I didn't say I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, but the raccoon meme is going to just elevate this Discord. Like, It's going to blow up. I really mm, think yeah, so. I, I would think so. I wasn't convinced before. It took me some convincing mm. to, to get on the raccoon content. And TikTok has really opened my eyes in this area, I think. Mm. I mean, guys, Matt is the one that's sending me raccoon TikToks I'm now. Changed. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, he is. <laughs> And I really didn't do much about it. See, that's the power of the raccoon. I'm changed because, like, I'm I'm used to like New York raccoons, and and they're fierce and they're scary and they're mean. And then I see like videos of people in the woods, like, oh, little guy, and they find one in the woods and they take it home and they nurse it back to health, and then it's like lying in their arms like a kitten. And I'm like, okay, well. Now I'm in love. Like, now now we just need... it grows up, and then it gets into their cabinets, and then it chews its way through all their cereal boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a dude in Central Park once, and and granted, we were walking around in Central Park very late at night, which was our mistake in the first place. Yeah, that's not a good idea for anyone. Very bad idea. And there was this dude, and we just, like, we round a corner, and this dude is feeding, I shit you not, like, 25 raccoons. Oh, and he just got him, and he's just tossing. Oh, you, you hate to see that. He's just pe- tossing these raccoons food, and they're like swarming around him. And he'll toss one, and there'll be like two that like wah, 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 like fight over it. And we walked up to this dude, and we're like, "Dude, this is insane!" And he was like, "Yeah, that one over there, that's Jerry. I've known him for about two years, you know." And he's just telling us all about these. We were just like, "Oh my god, we need to get out of here. <laughs> what are we doing?" Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I I would just say, and this is why New York City is the greatest city in the world. It's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. This is why New York City has a raccoon problem. No. (laughs) Because of that guy. Okay, well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're going to have a a separate page for raccoon memes. And, I mean, Adam, I mean, you got to show up once in a while. I will. I will. I will provide snarky comments. Ah, as well. I, I think one thing is clear: we are not going to settle uh, the great raccoon debate anytime soon. So, if you have an opinion, why don't you join us on Discord, <laughs> uh, or tweet at us, or visit our Instagram and or Facebook and post your own raccoon memes? You know, speaking of raccoons, why don't we uh, see if there are any more lurking about back in the show? just can't escape them. <laughs> Even in my fantasy land, they're raccoons. 
<laughs> I want you to know that I really would apologize if I was sorry. I really would. But I'm... I'm not. <laughs> no one can say that I don't speak on mid-roll anymore. No, no Nobody. one can say that Adam doesn't speak on mid-roll anymore. See, that, see this is good shit. <laughs> this, is, this is as much... Ad, Adam has talked, I think, more on this mid-roll than he has talked in all the other group mid-rolls combined. Ooh, ooh, I have a wildly unpopular opinion. Oh. Jared Leto's Joker was fine. All right, end mid-roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, so that's we can it. talk, but... What kind of shit are you trying to start here, Mike? Okay, that's it. That's enough. No more mid-roll. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The group of you exit the house. Anka, you close the doors behind you. As you exit, you see that people are out and about now. They're looking at you strangely. They're all dressed very similar to the way Anka is and Roxiel. They're all women, and they eye you curiously, especially you, Rotan, and you, Desmond. Mist just grins at Silway. They're trying to figure you out. They're trying to figure them out. <laughs> Witches love cats. What can I say? They want to pet you? So one of the younger witches approaches the group of you, and she, unlike her older sisters, doesn't have that fierce bearing that they do. And she seems a little bit more meek, and she bows her head in front of you, and she says, Your residence has been prepared. If you would follow me this way, I, I will show you the way. Oh, thank you. Thank Most you. kind. She leads you across the village to a small house closer to the entrance. The house has a wraparound porch and is one story, but is very charmingly constructed. But it also has a avant-garde feel with the wood joining at odd angles. It's both asymmetrical and geometric at the same time. But the wood is gorgeous. And inside... It is fully appointed with a small cooking fire and several beds. There's a loft over top of the main room, which has a few more beds up there. There's a nice large common area for you all to gather and sit down. There are several windows, and there's another door leading out the back. We are still preparing the feast. I, I will come get you when, when it is ready. And, and if you have need of anything, you just ask. My name is Rodica. Okay? Okay, it's... Okay, and then she leaves. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, okay, um, thank you. A nice big house, a feast. We could just set it in here. Such hospitality. This is by far my favorite place of all the places we've been. I agree, yes. I call it big bedroom. <laughs> Misty, you can have the loft. This is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite mind where I sleep, actually, but I do have a little bedroll for my friend over here. I could roll the towel. <laughs> you brought the raccoon inside? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hans Dieter is still out on the porch. And he's he's listening at a crack in the door and a single tear runs down his face. <laughs> this is awful.
Ach, mein Lieber. Ach, mein Lieber. So rotary. So rotary. He's given up so much for us. And we keep forgetting he exists. Yeah, your DM included. <laughs> Are there any, um, in this house, an area on the bottom floor with windows or windows out to like a porch or something where someone could see oh yeah there are two windows looking out onto the porch and then there are windows in the rear there's windows all over the place it's a very pleasant little cottage okay so winley takes her bedroll rolls it out and takes out all the dried fruit that she has places it on the pillow of the bedroll and goes come hither Oh, come here, my darling. You come sit right here on the bedroom. And Hans Dieter comes scrambling. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> the little raccoon scampers over and is looking at the treats warily and, and looking up and side-eyeing Rotan. Rotan is totally <laughs> side-eyeing him back. <laughs> and then you see him reach out with his little paws and he snatches one of the dried fruits. And then he starts just munching on it adorably and squeaking happily. Winley scratches him um, sort of in the neck area going up to his ears. Scratches, scratches. He seems very content. Mist, mist, mist. You can identify what, daggers, what, what? right? Probably. It's been bugging me for yeah. the past 24 hours. What is this dagger? It is called the Dagger of the Night. It is a plus two dagger that also deals an additional plus four necrotic damage and gives you advantage on stealth checks made at night. It must be attuned, and it will take 12 hours of meditating in total darkness to attune to it. I don't know where you're going to come up with the total darkness, but... Um, oh, I will find total darkness. This thing sounds fantastic. That's really cool. Damn. There's also a javelin of lightning that we have. I don't remember who picked up the, the javelin, but... Me. All right, we'll find then. Jeez. Dagger of the night... Bonus on stealth checks. This thing was made for me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, Desmond, I believe uh, some days ago we had discussed uh, a certain spell that you know that I would like to know. Oh, yes. Um, Remind me which one it was. My, my memory is a bit... Um... Yeah, so is mine. Um, I'm trying to remember <laughs> where this happened. <laughs> Um, ah, yes, I, I do recall um, a moment the other night when when we were uh, about to ambush those those, those hideous um, armored creatures, and and I, I have this ability where I can uh, see or hear over great distances, and it, or I, I place a, a little magical bead, uh, indetectable, where I desire, and and um, I can either see or hear. I can choose, and I can switch at will if I like. As for teaching you, I, I don't, um, I, I could try and teach you, um, the, uh, the verbal and the, uh, somatic components. Um, it, it might take a little while. It is, it is, a, it is a, a rather challenging spell. Um, but if, if we have some time, I'm more than happy to try and teach you what I know. The two of you head off to work on the spell. What about the rest of you? Winley is just on the bedroll with unnamed friend and just playing a bit of her panpipe, 
just enjoying her time off. Okay. Silway, are you going to talk with Anka? Anka, when when can we start our lessons? We can begin now. Teach me, teach me, teach me. I, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Come, we'll go outside for this. I don't want to do this in the house. I don't... Yeah, just in case. That, that, that makes sense. I've... I've been known to burn things. Oh, haven't we all? Apparently we all have. (laughs) (laughs) Mist and Desmond are off researching a spell, or Desmond is teaching a spell to Mist. Winley is playing with her new friend. Anka and Silway have left to go out front for a lesson. Roton, what are you doing? So I think Roton is... (laughs) So, So there's like a few minutes of him like... He'll, like, give the raccoon side-eye, and then as soon as he thinks the raccoon is looking at him, he'll, like, be be interested in something else. <laughs> like, the, the, the woodwork on the ceiling, or uh, the blankets. And then, after a little bit of that, he, he's gonna go and find, try and find the witch that brought us here for a update on Gruber. Would Winley know that he is going to go ask about Gruber? Or are you making this secret, Rotan? Uh, you can answer, but knowing Rotan, he would just go and do it. Yeah, he's not making it secret, but it <laughs> he's also not going to tell anybody. Even Gruber's beloved? Rotan, where are you going? Where are you going so quickly and, and um, s- uh, trying to be secretly but not? <laughs> no, like he's not trying to be secret at all. <laughs> he just like does things. <laughs> ah, well, I'm going to uh, go see if there's an update on Gruber. <gasps> oh, my darling. Oh, well, can we come with you? <laughs> yes. We? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Come on, my fairy friend. Let's go see where my boyfriend is. This is so weird. (laughs) Good, good kind of weird, but (laughs) so unexpected. Winley, does the raccoon just follow you behind? Do you carry him like a little furry baby? No, um, the raccoon has a mind of his own and likes independence. So the raccoon just scurries behind independently. Okay. (laughs) Rotan, Windley, and the as-yet-unnamed raccoon leave to inquire about Gruber. Anka, you lead Silway to a slight clearing just outside the town proper. It is essentially a ring of trees. Above you see the grayish sky of the Shrouded Isles midday. Around the circle... On various trees are carved runes. Arcana check. <laughs> 18. Maybe I do know what they mean. I don't know how I would know. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell okay. you how you know. The runes are, in fact, Tyran. Okay. They are Tyran words. Ancient Tyran words or regular Tyran words? Regular Tyran words. But as written, Tyran is, is more of a pictographic language. You see the rune for fire, wind, water, and earth. At the cardinal points of the circle. Okay. Then the Fire Nation attacked. You beat me to it. <laughs> See, I was up there where there's the rune for heart. <laughs> uh, me too, but I wasn't going to say anything because I'm not there and I don't want to kill the Long ago. <laughs> Anka leads you to the center of the clearing. 
and then turns to face you. Um, c- can I ask about the runes? Yes, by all means. Why Why are there runes? We use this as a sort of training ground, so we want a little bit of protection, but also because we'd like to utilize the forces at play, as it were. I see. It is how we will ground you. I don't want to be grounded. No, you must be grounded, because otherwise you turn into a potted plant. Oh, oh, that kind of grounded. Okay. okay. Yes. Right. Potted plants. You, you can, like, dispel whatever goes wrong, right? Because usually, usually Mist does that, but he's not here. She looks at you for probably an uncomfortably long amount of time without <laughs> saying anything and then just kind of shrugs. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, great. I have trained many of my sisters, so you'll be all right. Okay, all right, fine. Let's, let's do this then. What do I... What do I do? First, we find out what your element is. I have elements? Well, everyone specializes. Really? I've never heard of that. They have a preference, no? Do I have a preference for elements? Some people prefer fire, and some people prefer ice. I prefer the earth, and anything I can glean from it. What calls to you? Is darkness an element? Shadow, surely. I always like shadows. Well, you're in the right spot for it. But I've also burned things on accident sometimes. A little bit of fire, then. Ah, okay. Interesting. Right. So, do I shoot fire? How do I do that? What do I do? (laughs) Well, first, I am going to step outside the circle, and then I want you to aim for the tree with the rune for fire. And just focus your will. See what happens. All right, right. I can do that. Sure. Sure. And then as soon as Anka's out of the circle... Silway pulls out one of her daggers and flings it at the tree with all her will. And it looks over for approval. Roll to see if you hit. Okay. <laughs> 11 plus 8. The dagger embeds in the heart of the rune. See? I can I hit it. Impressive knife throwing, but that's not quite what I meant. What else? What other kind of will? With your magic. <laughs> An extension of your will. That is what you are here for, yes? The, the dagger is the extension of my will. I... Wait, ah. I, don't, I don't know how to... Wait, 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 I can do this. Hold on a second. And mm-hmm. she concentrates again and casts Shadow Blade. So now she has a short sword made of shadow in her hand and flings that against the tree next. Do I roll the hit again? Oh, look at that. I rolled an 18. So 26 to hit the tree. The Shadow Blade slams into the tree and you hear a loud cracking sound. Did I do it right? Was that better? That was magic. That was much better. Though perhaps we'll get you a, a dummy of some sort and not our rune trees. <laughs> that was my mistake. Oh, but now that I've seen what you can do, we can work on that. Well, that, That's what I've been practicing. I've done that one a few times. It's very useful, I found. I can see that. Tell me, did you feel anything when you summoned your blade? It felt really good. I like summoning shadow blades. It's always fun. <laughs> Oh, good. That's a good feeling to have, but uh, do be careful that it does not overpower you. Yes? Uh, overpowered? How? Like, like? is this the wild magic thing? Mist was trying to explain wild magic to me at one point. Is that what overpowering means? It is less predictable than other magics, and as such, it can be easy to default to using it at all times. Where you're more wild magic than you are yourself, and that can be a problem. Is that is that like when I become a plant? Yes, that's, uh, perhaps. That's unfocused wild magic. Okay, okay. So how do I focus it? I don't know how focusing works. Every time you turn yourself into a plant or catch something on fire, is it because you are doing it out of desperation or out of immediate need and not out of thought? I don't know. It seems to happen just 
sometimes, usually it's when I'm either not paying attention very closely, or I'm paying way too much attention. Like I'm getting desperate. We will have to find the middle ground between those. Interesting. Because that is where you don't turn into a plant and you get what you want. But if you panic, you might catch an entire city on fire, which... It happens to all of us at some point, but... It happened at least twice in my history. See? Well, not an entire city, just pieces of cities. In, in my defense, only one of those was my fault. It, it, it's quite all right. I've accidentally overgrown entire villages. Do not tell my mother I admitted that. Really? That's awesome. No. <laughs> People died. <laughs> oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the risk of the magic that we wield. It can get out of control, perhaps a little bit easier than everyone else. When, when you say the kind of magic we wield, is it different than other magic? There are other classes of magic, yes. Is, is that why I can't do what Miss does? And what Rotan does, because they are different classes or something? We will say that for simplicity's sake, yes. Okay, okay. So I've been trying to figure out what kind of things I can do with the magic. And so there's, there's the things that just happen randomly, and there's things that like I seem to be able to learn and control, and then I forget them later. And it's very... I don't know what's going on there exactly. What do you mean? Well, there was this boy that I was with um, a year ago, and... He was being very strange, so I, I was curious what he was thinking, and suddenly I could hear his thoughts. And so I learned to control that, and I could suddenly read anybody's thoughts. And then his thoughts were very gross, and so I stopped listening. And, and then, now I can't do that anymore. You accidentally shut off that, that avenue of magic to yourself. Perhaps for the better. You often don't want to know what people are thinking. In that case, yes, it, it was for the better. <laughs> Magic is all about your will. It is about what you would do with it. And if you are not intentional, chaos happens. But if you are too intentional, nothing can happen. Oh, interesting. It's a fine balance. Hmm. I found I can see magic very easily. Is that part of it? Is that I can, I can detect when there is magic around if I try hard enough? Yes, that is a skill you can hone. I've been trying to figure out what the colors mean. Hmm. Interesting. I have not encountered this, but... Everyone has special gifts. Oh, I have a special gift. That's what Sildal called it, too. Who is this person to you? Oh, she was uh, she was the matriarch of my, my noble house back in Tyr. And she was my mentor growing up. She's an ancient, too, just like your mother. Ah, and she did not teach you magic? Well, I, I kind of ran away before she had the chance. Why did you run? If that is too personal, I understand it. It's not my business. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I, I felt trapped um, by my family and my life in Tyr. It's a very, very strict city with many rules. Um, and I just did not want to play the role that they gave to me there. And so I may have gotten angry. Um, and after too many incidents, I left in a blaze of glory. A literal blaze of glory. <laughs> And perhaps that is where your magic comes from. Or at least it explains why it is so chaotic. Your mother did say it came from my blood, whatever that means. Well, it's just inherent to who you are. Interesting. I've never heard of magic that's just inherent to who you are. Everyone has to study it. No? No. No. For the witches here, we, we live and breathe this. It is as natural to us as... Well, the dirt that we are standing on, the trees that we are near. So you don't have 
books full of rituals or goddesses that you pray to? Well, we have we have knowledge that we have handed down, but our magic comes from us. This makes way more sense than the other magic that I've heard about. Do you have to worship a god to get magic? That's what Rotan keeps saying, and I think Desmond is the same way. They keep talking about their magic comes from gods, but there are no gods, so it has to come from somewhere, right? And what if your god does not want you to do magic? Are you just at their mercy? It sounds like it. Where to ask them? I'm not sure they've ever had that problem. We will have this gods discussion later, probably over dinner. That's such a casual topic. But I think you and I are a good deal different from your friends. Because the magic is part of us and not something that is just given or taken away at a whim. So maybe I can, I can practice while you're around and you can show me what I'm doing wrong or try to help? Indeed. Fantastic. We'll try it right now. And she starts, like, moving her hand in a certain way. And then the ground begins to shake as she casts Thaumaturgy. Mm. Like this. I can do this. Are you in- intentionally doing that or is it just what feels right? It, it felt right. I was I was celebrating and I was happy, so I wanted to, you know, shake. And I, so I made the ground shake. That is fun, but do be careful where you are doing this. Right. I did it once before and kind of lost control of it. Um, and may have passed out and triggered some sort of wild magic episode. Yes, your magic will kill you if it has a chance, if you allow it to. Right. Letting it roll out of control like that is is—it's not good. It's not good for the people around you either. So perhaps we need to worry about control more than we need to learn about spells or... Right, okay, so control the chaos, right? This sounds like balance that I keep hearing about. <laughs> yes, that, that would be wise. So we spends the next you know few hours maybe or so just kind of showing Anka the spells that she does know and can control. And talking about what's happened when she casts other things and loses control. And we'll consider that some of her training. Desmond would take you a place quiet, be out into the woods. Not too far, but a little bit away. So tell me, um, Mist, um, how often, if at all, do you are you able to communicate with your um, deity? Uh, well, I wouldn't let them hear you call them that, um, but, uh, as far as direct line goes, and and he starts to drum his his fingers on the the book that he's carrying, it's, it's been kind of more of a one-way sort of street, um, in, in that, uh, okay, so the way, the way, the way it works is we have sort of an arrangement and um, part of that arrangement is I keep track of things that are going on and record my adventures, I guess if you want to call it that, in uh, in this book. And that is sort of the main way that I communicate with Cat Sith. It's sort of a dropping a letter in the mailbox, you know, and message gets passed along and as long as the messages kind of keep coming, then I'm holding up my end of the, the deal. I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to abscond with the, the gifts that I've been given. Uh, by which I mean magic powers. Very interesting. So, yeah, it's 
it's a different sort of relationship. I mean, we we have chats when when we need to. Uh, usually, usually when they really need to, they they make their presence known. I don't usually get much say in when that happens. They just kind of show up. Hmm. Usually in my well in dreams, as we kind of just found out not that long ago. Is how we kind of how we first met. Actually, is I was actually going to ask how how you first um, came to know them, or, or they came to find you. Either way. Short version is, look, I'll be honest, you take away the magic and I'm kind of just a skinny, scrawny, well, I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not the most uh, built cat, as it were. An absolute unit, I am not. And so I, I kind of tended to be more of like the, uh, not the most athletic type and, and that sort of thing. And, and among my people, being able to kind of go out and collect stories is sort of like the, that's the, that's what the cool... I almost said cool cats. Uh, that's what, that's, you know, that that's how, that's one of the ways you can get a lot of renown among my people. I kind of always thought I wanted to do that, but didn't really have, like, the, you know, skills or physical endurance for it. Um, but uh, uh, one, one night I started having this very, very lucid dream, and uh, this entity that sort of was posing as the cat god came to visit me and uh i kind of had a vibe that this is probably not the case because i'd heard other stories about how the cat god appears to people and things just weren't lining up i played dumb i played real dumb uh, um and well the, the long and short of it is i managed to get the entity to reveal that it was in fact not the cat god it's been a while now, and details are a little bit fuzzy in my head. any rate, short version is they were looking for someone to expand their power in the world and and uh, you know investigate certain places of interest. And I wanted to investigate certain places of interest and uh, certainly liked the idea of having the means to do that. And so we kind of struck a deal where cats it points me in the direction of interesting things and then I go that direction and figure out what's going on. And sometimes that direction is a little bit more uh, direct, like um, go stop this enemy of mine. And sometimes it's a little more vague, like hey, you should hop this boat and cross the ocean. It'll be dope. Um, and that's kind of been the nature of the relationship. You know, for the most part, there's a lot of autonomy and, you know, my hours and things like that. And this is getting weird, but it's not really like a worship sort of situation. It's more of, a, you know, a business arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good word for it. Yeah. Because the Fae, you know, you got to be careful with the Fae. They they would love for you to think that they have more power than they actually do, because then you treat them like they have more power than they actually do when the reality is that they are bound in certain ways and they don't like to <laughs> don't get me wrong uh they have power to spare as far as squishy mortals are concerned especially the big ones like cat sith or the others whose names i'm not going to invoke because i don't know exactly whether or not they can w whether or not they can see through the mists right now but you know they're not lightweights but they're they're not as um all powerful as as the outer you know well not outer gods because those are the weird ones but you know like 
like yours or um, Taimora, I guess. Yes. It, well, in my experience, the motivations of, of those in a far more powerful and all-knowing place than us are... Sometimes they are clear to us, as you say, and sometimes we cannot hope to understand. We can only trust. But perhaps... This spell might give you a little bit more of a, a dialogue. And um, Desmond finds a nice uh, patch of ground somewhere out in the woods, and, and, he, and he asks, and he's like, Do you have anything of, um, you mentioned a book earlier, um, um, anything of significance to you that, that you could place upon the ground as, as a bit of a, um, an offering to, your, um, to this cat Sith? Oh, well, that's easy, and... Mist uh, produces five objects from his bag of holding, and he starts to set them up sort of like at the points of, if, if you envision the book as being the center of a five-pointed star, he starts to place objects at each point. There's a, a sort of a, a strip of dried fish he keeps wrapped up in a small oil skin. There's a glass vial of pure spring water. There's a, a little burlap pouch of some kind of fragrant herb. There's a, a bundle of feathers tied together on a long leather string. And then he sets out, at the last point, he actually sets out two objects right beside it. He sets out a little candle and a crystal. And he says, this is, if I were making a call, this is kind of the setup that, that I'd, I'd go for. All right. Um, um, I, although I don't know if it's going to work here. Why do you say that? Because they told me it wasn't going to work here. <laughs> <laughs> they did tell you that. Yeah. We had a brief chat before we crossed into the mists. Interesting. still have my power, so there's some kind of connection, but it's not the usual sort. Hmm. You ever, like, been, been away from home for a while, and then you come back home, and there's a whole bunch of letters waiting for, waiting for you, <laughs> a whole bunch of messages. from. I think it's going to be that sort of thing. Like, the moment we get out, there's just going to be a backlog of hmm. them trying to reach me and things that I've been writing down going out to them. I think it's going to be that sort of thing. No, I, I know the feeling very well. I, um... I regret that I do not have any memory of anything prior to the island, but, um... Now that I'm back, I, I, I find myself struggling to put all the pieces together to try and, um, catch up, as, as you've said. And through the will of the goddess, she has... And through traveling with all of you, I, I think that eventually, um... I have a feeling that eventually everything will become clear and that I will find what I'm looking for and and pieces of my past will start to piece them back together. But it requires an element of faith. No, no memory? Like, you woke up and... I... Things come to me in, in flashes, in, in, in strange... Bits of memory that don't quite fit together or seem to make sense, but... No, before I remember being on an island. I remember having to try and survive. To learn to hunt and fish and, and make fire and shelter. And one night, there was a blinding light in the sky. And the goddess revealed herself to me and surrounded me in this warm, wonderful light and... When I came out of the light, I had these abilities. And 
shortly after a ship was passing and, and I was able to escape and then I found all of you, but, but no, no memories. Perhaps with this spell we might try and break the veil for you to try and reach this cat Sith. I mean, couldn't hurt. Doesn't hurt See to try. See how they feel about it. Yes. Um, so you have all the items. Um, so now what I usually do is I, as I kneel upon the ground, I close my eyes and, and I reach out and Let's see what happens. Mist sparks the candle so that it, you know, it's not just sitting there, it's actually lit and light from the candle is caught by this, the crystal. He, he twists it a little bit until it focuses as this nice warm spot of light that uh, actually forms the fifth point of the star. And remember, you can ask one question, and, and the answer may not, may not come how you expect. It might be cryptic or, or, or um, not make sense immediately, but you do get one question. We'll see how this goes then. Mist settles himself down, places hand on his tome, and closes his eyes. He starts purring as he kind of settles into this trance. He's just going to hold that image of Cat Sith in his mind and reach out as, you know, with as focused a mind as possible. And he'll start muttering the same incantation that he did um, the last time they spoke, which is just simply, Cat Sith, I summon thee. Cat Sith, I summon thee. Cat Sith, I summon thee. And normally he goes for three times because fairies, but... He's going to just kind of hold that thought in his mind and see if he can break the veil. He's going to make any contact at all. And what is the question you hold in your mind? With what he learned in their last conversation, he's going to be very direct and to the point. So he will just think, who will betray us? That's his thought. Mist, you sit there cross-legged upon the ground in front of your shrine holding this question in your mind you keep repeating it over and over like a mantra and just when you think you are not going to get an answer you hear in your mind know yourselves or you all will fall Mist, I would like you to roll me a 1d10. Right. God, for a brief moment, I thought you were going to say sanity. <laughs> the last oh, wrong game. Me. Um, one. Could be good. One could be good. Could be good. Or could really bad. Rules. <laughs> or, or awful, yeah. Desmond, you are sitting there watching this. And you see that Mist shudders slightly. And then appears to shrink one inch. Oh, you're less than six feet tall now. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go mess with my description here. Uh, oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm now six foot oh. one instead of six foot two. I'm still an alarmingly large cat, not unlike my own. Desmond will kind of stand. Take a few steps towards him, and how do you feel? Uh, she kind of shifts a bit. My pants feel a bit looser. Um. But I think it kind of worked. 
You heard a response. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was clear, but it wasn't like the usual dialogue that they've had before. It's, but it was at least, uh, you know, communication. So that's kind of reassuring. It means we're not totally cut off. It means that we are able to pierce the veil of this island somehow. Yeah, we're just that damn good. Yes, yes, we are. Also, um, I don't want to alarm you, but. Whatever happened there, you, you, um, there's no delicate way to say this, but you've shrunk just a little bit. Well, that's frustrating. That does explain the pants, though. Hmm. The will of the gods is a very confusing thing sometimes. They're, they're not a god, uh, trust me. <laughs> Their reasons, um, sometimes uh, elude me, but, um... As long as you feel all right, um, I, I don't, you, don't, you do feel all right, don't you? You're not in any harm or anything. He turns his hands over, extends his claws, looks at his feet, extends his claws, turns away from Desmond for a second, pulls the waistband of his pants open. <laughs> uh, yep, everything seems to be where it's supposed to be, so... <laughs> I think we're all right. I'm all right. This is going to be weird, but I mean, this whole evening has been weird day. It's hard to keep track on this bloody island. With the gaps you have in your memory, how confident do you feel that you know who you are? Ah. Um. I'm afraid the answer to that question is not at all. I can't be sure of anything, really. I can only be sure of the goddess and her presence and even my own name. I... Desmond is somewhere in my memory, somewhere, came to me, but I, I cannot even be sure of that. But I hope that as we go along and as we continue to grow in my magical abilities, that perhaps somewhere along the road, and with all of you, uh, that pieces will begin to return. Well, I mean, I hope so too, for, for your sake, because that's, that's rough, buddy. It's, it's a bit rough, yes. But, um, I have faith. Mist gathers up his his, the, his ritual stuff and rises a little bit less tall than he was before <laughs> to head back to the uh, really dope guest house. So let us go from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> Now for a complete shift in tone. And now for something completely different. Rotan, Winley, and Nameless Raccoon. You you can just call it, there's only one. (laughs) The three of you uh, make your way across the town. Village, I should say. It's not really a town. But there is an area, like a merchant area, where various... In like a normal village or a normal town would be... uh, vendors, but you don't see any money changing hands. It seems that those who have goods set them out, and those who need them come and get them, and they trade, they barter with other things, be it plants or food or leather or whatever. You mill about this area looking for the young witch who brought you to the guest house. Rotan, you are getting a lot of weird looks. Winley, not so much. 
you get a few, though, because they really have not seen gnomes before. The raccoon gets no looks whatsoever. Because <laughs> they've seen a raccoon before. Yes. Uh, they're very nonplussed about the presence of a raccoon walking in the gloom in High Moon. Eventually, sitting in a small tent on the outskirts of this little area, you find the young witch. Uh, she's sitting on some cushions. Before her is a small table, onto which she is flipping cards. Oh, hello, oh, Ronika. I have a question. Is, is, is this a good moment? She picks up the cards and she begins to shuffle them. This is an excellent moment, please. Yes, yes well, sit, I, I... sit, please. So Rotan sits down and he says, Ah, uh, so, um... We were wondering if you'd gotten any news about Gruber, my, uh, my, my good, uh, my good servant and companion, who was down in the town of Kent. Yes, and he also happens to be my beloved. So it's, 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 it's very important that we know of his safety and whereabouts. Yes, apparently that's happening now, too. Well, then you should sit next to him. And perhaps you will both ask a question. Okay. So Winley goes behind um, <laughs> Rotan. She's having a bit of difficulty getting up on, like, the bench. So the raccoon, who, by the way, when the raccoon walks, walks on its hind legs, not scurries. What? So Winley... <laughs> so... <laughs> what? This is... <laughs> So the raccoon is actually a little bit taller than Winley. Um, so the raccoon. I was gonna say if it starts wearing pants, I'm gonna freak out. It gradually <laughs> becomes a person. Starts ex- extends. Oh, it's so much better extends now. Extends its hands like he's about to, <laughs> like they do in cheerleading. And Winley takes the stance of the flyer, and the raccoon sort of just lifts her up, and she kind of steps right onto the bench next to Rotan and uh, kind of gets comfortable and, and ready to uh, ask a question. And the raccoon hops up right next to Winley. So it kind of, it's Rotan right on the side, Winley, and then the raccoon. Who will ask first? Uh, Rotan. Rotan, how about you? Uh, how about you ask first? Uh, yes, uh... Well, uh, okay, uh, so, uh, yes, uh, Gruber, uh, do you know where he is and how he is doing and, uh, will he be coming here? Those are three questions. I said one question. Oh, oh, this is one of those things. Okay, I'm sorry, when you said one question, anyway, all right, uh, where is Gruber? (laughs) There we go. Question mark. She begins to lay the cards out before her in an intricate pattern and she reveals one at a time and she stares at each intently divining some sort of knowledge that you can't quite grasp or at all (laughs) or at all and then she gets to the final card which she flips over so the card she flips over is of an enormous tree there are two faces within the tree One very ethereal, pale. The other almost seems to be the tree itself. Tears, possibly starlight, 
pour from the eyes of the tree. A serpent hangs from one of its branches, holding a torch. And three doors appear at the trunk of the tree. Right. Uh, uh, I, I don't know where this place is. Um, <laughs> d- does it have a name? Your, your Gruber. He is sad. He misses someone dear to him. Ah, that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) He is surrounded by danger and darkness, but something keeps them at bay. But I see he has a choice in his future, or perhaps you do. The three doors, I believe they are meant for you. So, Kent? (laughs) 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 This is exactly how I would think Rotom responds to (laughs) 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 it. I do not know. It does not. Perhaps. Perhaps it is uh, where you left him. Perhaps he has gone forth from there. But he is safe where he is. For now. Yes, but but where is the location? And he starts making like hand gestures. Roton, Roton, you only get one question. We still have two more questions to ask. I feel like I'm still on my first question. I, I understand you want to ask more, but she said only one per person. We have two more people here, including the raccoon. I don't understand the answer, though. <laughs> it was a simple question. East would have been a completely satisfactory <laughs> response. <laughs> or perhaps at this Weeping tree thing. Like, I could figure out where that is. <laughs> you, so, so what you're saying is, you don't know where he is. Is that physically? I am saying that you have received your answer. Whether you like it or not, that is out of my control. But he, he is safe, Roton. I think that, um, that that's the most important part. He's, he's... Not in any danger at the moment. Right. Well, that is... That is good. Um... And he trails off and just looks so confused. (laughs) Um, okay, well, we still have two questions, so I think I'll take the... Of course. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Was that... In character or out of character? No, that's out of character, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Well, (laughs) She gathers the cards up and begins to shuffle them. Yes, your question? Oh, my turn, my turn. I never had my cards read before. I was actually wanting to go back to a specific part that you had mentioned before. You said that Gruber missed one person (laughs) very much. He longed for one person, and I was hoping you could tell me who that person was. She begins to lay out the cards in the same intricate pattern 
that she did for Rotan. She flips them over. She stares at them. She thinks. And then finally, she turns over the final card. card is of a woman in a burgundy robe. She kneels before starlight, a moon, a spider's web. In her lap, she holds an orb, on top of which sits an owl. In the shadows behind her, a dark cat lurks. Um, I'm not sure if this is supposed to actually mean anything, because it's not at the moment. Could, could you um, explain, could you tell me exactly what the card is meaning to say? The card speaks to you. It does not speak to me. It speaks through me to you. Well, I'm shit out of luck then, because I don't <laughs> understand what to do with an orb and an owl. <laughs> well, I don't... It, it is a woman. Well, why did you tell Roton all of these things? When he just asked, asked where Gruber was, you said, Oh, he's missing someone. Oh, he's blah, blah. I don't understand. I didn't get it. So it's a woman, and that's all. Uh, well, it's definitely not me. Well, we knew it wasn't you, Ruthon, <laughs> but Gruber could be cheating on me. You never know. I need more clarity. His thoughts dwell on a woman, a cat, someone wise, and someone who lurks in the shadow. Well, Rotom, that's neither you or I, so we have a problem. Which a one do you think is Concord? <laughs> 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 well, perhaps there's someone there keeping him company. Someone there that won't have a very long life after I get back to the town. <laughs> um, there is. Wait, wait. Look closer at the orb that she holds. It is the sky. It is the moon. It is perhaps your future. Do you know who she looks like, Roton? She looks like Raxiel, which perhaps Roxiel has contacted him and told him everything is all right. I, well, I, I mean, I, I suppose there is a resemblance, but I, I what, what do you mean, perhaps this is my future? <laughs> I mean, that's like saying I could save up to 15% or more on car insurance. I mean, what does it really mean when you get down to it? I did not say your future. I said hers. This is her question. This is her answer. Well, I'm going to remain optimistic about this. Um... <laughs> And hope that Roxiel has contacted him and he is infused with um, grace and um, uh, a wise uh, amount of uh, contentment until we get back. Um, there's really no way else I can look at it except cry and everyone knows we don't want that. So... <laughs> Rotan hey. shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> Right you are. Well, I guess that's my question, so we go for the third and final question. You wish 
the raccoon to ask a question. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. The raccoon is also a person and has feelings. Can't you hear him speak? I could, I suppose. And you... She closes her eyes. And then she begins squeaking. And the raccoon begins squeaking back. Oh, come on. Oh, look. They're talking. Um, Roton's very unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does we (laughs) understand what they're speaking about? Or no? If Winley can cast to speak with animals. Oh, ha ha ha. Uh, Hello. Um, Winley decided to cast speak with animals. (laughs) And this is what you hear. Ah, well, first, let me thank you for asking. It tickles my tail that someone would deign to inquire after my well-being. There is much I wish to know about the world, but let me tell you that I am feeling rather peckish, and I have heard tales told of an Epicurean delight that I very much wish to sample. I believe it to be known as a... Ham sandwich. Would you happen to know where I might procure one? I was like, it's got to be something food related, like raccoon. Oh man, but it has to be. Oh, of course. Of course it's ham. Well, he was muttering something about a ham sandwich. Oh, we are going to be a happy family when all of this is over. <laughs> Roton, Winley, Gruber, and. Well, I don't know quite yet. But, you know, perhaps he should decide his own name. Don't you think that's only fair? Wait, are you asking me? Yes, I'm speaking to you. Don't you um, think our friend should come up with his own name? Well, uh, well, I, uh, friend, <laughs> friend is perhaps a little strong. That is the final card she flips over for the raccoon. She looks at the card and she looks at the raccoon and she says, Well, this is a very... I am sorry to say I have some bad news. Bad news? Yes. There is a ham sandwich out there for you. But I'm afraid it is half eaten. (laughs) What are they saying? (laughs) So you got me all worried and scared for a half-eaten ham sandwich. It is not your question. It is the oh. raccoon's question. And the raccoon is very upset by this. And you look over and he appears very upset by this. Oh, d- darling, haven't you heard the, the sandwich half eaten, sandwich half full? It's always half full. At least you have more of a sandwich than you had before. He squeaks at you and appears content. With that response. That's a good boy. Rodika takes the cards and gathers them and then places them back in a velvet pouch and then bows her head to you. Uh, Winley turns to Roton. You know, I think you and I are in agreement that this wasn't very helpful. <laughs> it wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> this actually... Not that I'm not happy to know that Roton is safe. I think that's our takeaway. But this entire segment of time 
feels rather wasted. I mean, I, I don't want to be uncharitable. I mean, clearly, clearly she's, she's trying her best, but, uh, uh, I have no idea what, what just happened. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't either. I think you and I, um, we are aligning completely in our thought processes. <laughs> Um, so I think we should um, smile and wave uh, when he begins to <laughs> smile and wave. <laughs> Just, and I think we should go back home to see our our friends. Go back to our house. I mean. Yes. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds good to me. Well, maybe we should have asked somebody else. <laughs> well, I do believe it's getting dark outside so maybe we could um meet up with our group and um see if anka would have someone would would um point us in a different direction to someone who could give us some more information <laughs> I was like, like that that whole interaction was like asking a five-year-old where their parents are <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, that made sense to you. But, <laughs> but there is still, like, there is something like, we're missing here. We are definitely going to have a podcast scene that's 15 minutes long that ends with, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> Wouldn't be our first. Um, I mean, do you really believe at this moment that there is only half a ham sandwich out there. And he, like, gestures to the world in general. Well, but the ham sandwich could be a metaphor for, you know, current obstacles on the way. And it just means that we should put our best foot forward and a spit spot. Yes? I am still challenged by the concept of metaphors. But... Uh, yes, let's go. Let's go back to the cabin. Uh, yes, and, and would you mind? Um, our friend seems very sad about the half ham sandwich. Would you mind giving oh. him a piggyback ride back? Uh, oh. uh, I think this deserves a roll because <laughs> I haven't rolled anything all session. <laughs> uh, it's got to be a will save. <laughs> um. Where, where do I pick it up? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry. He'll crawl. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, claws. Uh, uh, um, okay. Okay. Walking? <laughs> And uh, Rotan's gonna like very stiffly walk back to uh, the guest house. And Winley will be prancing behind playing her pipe. Anka, Silway, Mist, and Desmond. The four of you are in the guest house relaxing, when suddenly you hear the sound of a flute coming from outside. Curiosity gets the better of you, 
You stand up. You open the door. You peer outside. And you see... Rotan, why don't you describe it? Rotan is walking, like, (laughs) more stiffly than you've ever seen him walk. He is just, like, straight-backed, erect, not moving his arms very much, as one might if, like, you had a bee on your shirt and still had to walk somewhere or something like that. Staring straight ahead, trying not to think that there is a raccoon on his shoulders. And you see behind him, happy as can be, playing a pipe, is Whitley. Rotan, you made a friend. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. That looks very friendly to me. Can- cannot lie. No, def no. <laughs> Are you sure? This is this is not this is not friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I carry two hammers. I am not friends with them. <laughs> I have named them. I am not friendly with them. <laughs> so we're all seeing this. We're all we're all seeing this. This isn't just witches have really good catnip. This is a thing that's really happening. I I take it. It's still there. <laughs> I think I'm going to wish this were the catnip. It's adorable, Rotan. Well, thank you. Just don't let it bite you, Rotan. I think they have diseases, but I'm not entirely no, sure. No, no, okay. Dizzy. <laughs> Dizzy, I'm not entirely sure. So you're trying to make the situation worse. We've, I mean, these, these are two good things happening. One, there's a raccoon on his back. And two, the raccoon hasn't bit him yet. These are wonderful things that we shouldn't, we should be thankful for. First of all, I note you say yet. I will thank you if you do not remind me of things that have already crossed my mind. But Desmond does raise valid points. Well, no, Winley raises a valid point. There is no need to worry. I I can always um, cure you if you are infected with some rare raccoon disease. Have no fear. Yes. I do not. Uh, okay, uh, you'll you'll get. He like starts like scrambling behind <laughs> his back to try and grab this raccoon. Careful! If you spook it, it'll pee on you. <laughs> I have a spell for that. <laughs> oh wait! No spells! No spells! No spells! Hello! And a windy motions to the raccoon. How about you come down now? And now, how well the raccoon comes down, I don't know. And maybe we should... <laughs> we will do this. Windley, give me an animal handling oh, check. Oh, well... I think Rotan needs the animal handling check. Also, I... <laughs> don't worry, Rotan. You'll be good. You'll be... Also, I believe Rotan is immune to disease, but... I... Uh, oh. I rolled an 18. Nobody's immune to rabies. <laughs> 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 the raccoon scampers down Rotan's arm and then leaps off his arm and into yours. Oh, you've been such a good boy today, haven't you? Wow. If that didn't sound like Winifred Sanderson talking <laughs> to her book, I don't even know what that was. That's good goals. <laughs> good goals. Yeah, I guess um, the raccoon and uh, Winley have a moment to embrace and... She gives him um, a few pieces of dried fruit. I have to keep reminding myself these two are the same size. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. raccoon is just a bit bigger. I keep on forgetting about that. Same. <laughs> like a bear handler. <laughs> you all 
you enter the cottage and join the others? Mist? Mist? What? Yep. I'm so sorry if this is if this question offends you, but have you gotten shorter? Thank you. I wanted to ask, but I was not sure how. You have to understand, I am so short that any bit of difference matters to me. And I can see the hairs on the top of your head just slightly more than I could before. He flicks his tail in annoyance and storms back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a yes? I, I, I'm so confused. I, I wasn't trying to be mean. I... Desmond, did something happen in the wood? It's, it's a bit of a sore subject. Best not to bring it up. Something about magic in the woods. I'll, I'll explain everything later. Well, anything can happen in the wood. <laughs> I guess he shrunk. <laughs> Raccoons can happen in the woods. May I bite you? May I bite you? <laughs> oh, don't make me write that. <laughs> don't make me write that. It's too, it's late. too late. Yeah, it exists now. <laughs> mm. uh, well, I guess I guess we've got a Windley Roton duet coming up. <laughs> Any moment you could be bit. Oh, shit. There's a lot to unpack here. Can Anka finally help Silway wrangle her magic? Will we learn the name of Winley's mysterious masked companion? Will our words ensure that the birds are stirred to learn to in concert so we can go in covert, or is this just absurd? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Lore dump? Some sort of lore dump? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The, the summary I've got so far is that if we barge past the guards in Castle Starge and get Starge's Shard to chair charge with our Shard, then Starge's Charge with the Death Guard, Fall Hard, and Mistward parts of Barges can depart? <laughs> you've been practicing that in your head for like 10 minutes. I was just saying, <laughs> how yeah, that's, that's what you've been looking down at. That is oh my god. Down at. <laughs> that doesn't make it not good. It was very good. <laughs> right. well, of course, this is okay. So here's the question: Why are you saying me- again? Because I kind of missed most of it. <laughs> <laughs> From one geology professor to another, let me try and correct you if I find a way. <laughs> Mike, I should just have you write Mist's uh, Eldritch Blast song. <laughs> like seriously, you would knock it out of the park. Anyway, um, that was fantastic. Well, I don't want to last too long on the raccoon. That's it for now. <laughs> we should think him bandit. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> whoa. I think the stereotypes. I don't. I Listen, I'm not going to give too much away, but I definitely have a separate tab open on my computer <laughs> with different names to name this raccoon. <laughs> so, a lot of let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? This <laughs> <laughs> is... <laughs> feels a bit like you should name the kid that you're going to have this name. <laughs> right. Like, <what? laughs> oh, 
I definitely already have accumulated a list to away. Don't you worry. <laughs> Top twenty baby right. names for twenty twenty one. You know. <laughs> that that's that's a mid roll right there. <laughs> Reading down that list. I definitely want to hear that list. Yeah, I don't know if I want to hear that list. Do we need a, a, a Twitter poll Why? for please name our raccoon? <laughs> World's oh, most guys. popular raccoon okay, names. Wait. <laughs> wait, y'all. So much is being taken away from me. Wait. Okay. Please. No, it, he is yours and you will name him whatever you want. <laughs> That's it for the raccoon for now. <laughs> All right, so it's you guys are in the house, and you may do what you will. Not good. See, that's going on the outtake reel. Right Mine. What in this life? I kept trying to think. I was trying to think of something witty, and it just kept getting longer and longer. I was like, okay, it just wasn't good. It's just not good. Just not good. Yeah. See, that's why thinking is the enemy of. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not, I, I That's what they say. Something. That is what they say. I'm going to get that framed and put on my wall. <laughs> if we made, if we had merch, that would that's a shirt right there. <laughs> Under a picture of a, I don't know, a raccoon or something. Uh, no, the leave the raccoons alone. Like, I'm about to turn into the Leave Britney alone, but it's going to be raccoons, okay? Well, leave them alone. <laughs> They're worth it. They're worth love. But their thought processes are, you know, no. worth emulating. Have you spoken to one? You don't know. <laughs> Have I? I don't know. Uh, you would know. 